This is 261 Fearless Voices, proudly presented by Bose, the podcast dedicated to fearless women around the world. Hello, and thank you for joining us for the 261 Fearless Voices podcast. I'm Juliette McGrattan, your host. Our guest today is Moira O'Sullivan. Moira is a mountain runner, adventure racer, an author and a mum. She regularly finishes on the podium at adventure races around Ireland. And in 2014, 2016 and 2017, she won Ireland's National Adventure Racing Series. Back in 2009, Moira was the first person to complete the Wicklow Round. This is an endurance run of 100 kilometres over 26 of Ireland's remotest mountain peaks. This year, 2018, Moira completed the Dennis Rankin Round, which is a challenge to summit all the peaks over 400 metres in the Mourne Mountains within 24 hours. Moira makes running over mountains seem easy and normal, but her books Mud, Sweat and Tears and Bump, Bike and Baby are very honest descriptions of some of the challenges that she's faced. And I'm delighted that she's joined us today to talk about being fearless and overcoming challenges. So thank you very much for joining us, Moira. Moira, it's great to have you with us. Thanks very much for inviting me on. So Moira, yeah, I know you've listened to some of our podcasts already. Um, and so for everybody that's listening in, could you describe what you look like so we can picture you as they're listening to you? Uh, I suppose I could describe myself in terms of a photo that I recently saw of myself back in August. And I had just finished the Quest 24 adventure race. It was 250 kilometers around Ireland. It started six o'clock in the morning. I finished around 10 p.m. at night. It's all dark behind and I've come over the finish line and I look wrecked and (laughs) I looked old. I'm only 42, but God, I looked old and I could see the gray hair and the wrinkles and I wanted, I looked like I needed to go to bed. But also there's something in my eyes, some sort of pride and determination and uh, glad, glad that I've had these experiences and um, that it's these, these hard experiences. I've had ups and downs and everything. And I've done difficult things in my life and it's wrecked me. But actually, it makes me uh, quite a steely person inside. Wonderful. I love that. Your description of how you look is actually how you feel, how you feel as well as your kind of external appearances. That, that's fantastic. So, yeah, Moira, I, I know from... A lot of the challenges that you've done, you really do have to be pretty fearless and brave. So could you describe to us what courage and fearlessness means to you? Uh, yeah, so maybe we could talk about um, another a challenge I did this year, which was called the Dennis Rankin Round. And it's basically like the Bob Graham Round over in the UK in the Lake District. It's a mountain running challenge. Dennis Rankin is 90 kilometres. You're meant to go over 39 peaks around 6,000, 7,000 metres in climb. And the best way to do the Dennis Rankin round is to start at three o'clock in the morning from uh, the starting town of Newcastle. And the problem with three o'clock in the morning is that I'm actually really scared of the dark. I really don't like the dark. Me too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
And um, for me, courage and fearlessness is about doing something which is hard to achieve something bigger or greater. So for me, I, I had to be courageous and do something I really don't like, namely starting to mount him on at three o'clock in the morning in order so that I could actually do the whole round. Um, and that for me is courage. I mean, a lot of your adventure racing and endurance runs must include time during the dark. So you have to do that time and time again, don't you? Yeah, and I honestly don't like it. But it's for a bigger thing because I want to do the race. Um, and at least I, unless I start racing in the summer in the North Pole, that's just what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so you're intentionally exposing I'm- yourself to that. In a way, yeah, because it's for a bigger thing. And actually, sometimes uh, whenever, like at this adventure race, uh, the Quest 24, which I did this year, like I can see the darkness coming around 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock that night. And I'm like, oh, no, here it comes again. But once I'm in it, it's actually fine. And I can go through it. And my head torch is with me. And I go into a different zone. But it's the initial fear of the coming. Um, and for me to step into the dark, like in the Dennis Rankin round, which is hard. Um, but I know it's for a greater, something bigger that I want to do. Mm. So, see, I see you as fearless, you know, particularly for, for being able to, to do the achievements that you that you do. Do you see yourself as fearless? And what, what makes you a fearless woman? No, I have, I have many fears. Oh, my goodness. We, how long's the podcast? <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, uh, you know, I have uh, two small kids, one's three and one's five. And I'm very aware that what I do, they do the same. They mimic me. Um, and if I show fear, so do they. And at that age, they're quite fearless. Um, and so we were, you know, I've heard many people on the podcast talking about their fear of spiders. If I show fear of spiders in front of them, then they are afraid of spiders. But if I go up and go, hello, Mr. Spider, how mm-hmm. Mr. Long Legs, then they're absolutely fine with it. So, you know, I think ultimately what you think is fearlessness is a facade mm-hmm. and you can't see what's going on underneath me. Um, and I think that's what's important to, for people who, who people think are, re- are fearless, for them to talk out and say, actually, no, I have many fears. It's just that this is the way that I, I, I approach them and I try and get over them. Mm. And as a child, were you, were you fearless? Can you remember a time when you really be- became aware that you could be brave and have courage? Um, I'm the youngest of three, and um, my siblings are five and seven years older than me. And I think what happened was, again, they I saw their example, and they were running around and, and running up trees and doing things. And I just always looked at them and said, well, why not me? Um, so again, I just mimicked them. And I think that helped me to just not think about what could be dangerous or not. Until once I did actually get cut up a tree that they had climbed and, and uh, I nearly fell off it. And then I really started to understand. <laughs> I now have a fear of heights as a result. And God, all my fears are coming out now. But I think because I had very good example around me of people just doing things that um, I just said, yeah, why not me too? Your parents, were they were they part of that as well as your older siblings? Um, well, my father was a, a sailor. He's around 80 years old now, but he sailed across the Atlantic and back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he's 
which I, again, I, I'm actually, I think I watched Jaws, the film, as, <laughs> at, at a too young an age. So I was, I'm, I'm actually fear, very fearful of, of water. Um, but he was fearless. And to cross, he apparently his, his, uh, some part of his equipment uh, fell off in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> but he still got home. So if you have those experience, those examples around you, um, yeah, you just think, well, if they can do that, why not me? Mm. And and has actually uh, being active and running and and the other sports you enjoy has that had an important role in helping you to develop fearlessness? Um, I think that whenever because I've had really good experiences mountain running, I think mountain running in particular that's really my sport, mm. and. I have had, uh, when I started, I started running, um, was introduced to the Irish Mountain Running Association by a person called Paul Mahan. And, um, he, he is fearless. <laughs> and he, he basically says, like, come on, go for a run of the mountain. Come on. What, what's wrong? You know? Uh, and, uh, I kind of didn't want to, uh, appear like a weak woman in front of, of him and his friends. So, um, and then when I started going, with them. It's like, it's like, once you get started, once you start walking into the dark, once you start running up a mountain, you realize actually it's not too bad. Um, it's the initial getting started, I think is often the problem. Hmm. And you mentioned there about not, not wanting to appear as the, the weaker woman, which I'm sure lots of listeners identify with. Do you think that women really are more fearful than men? We're often portrayed that way, aren't we, in the media and, and books and television, etc.? Um, it's, uh, it's funny you could, you ask that because the same person who introduced me to mountain running, Paul, um, last year we were doing the more mountain marathon, which is a two day event and you get a lot of coordinates and you have to visit all the coordinates, um, in order. And we were on, we were, we had decided that we were going to go from one coordinate to the next. And we took a really, really, really bad route choice and we ended up stuck in some cliffs and I freaked out, you know, I was back in that tree in my childhood, um, about to fall. Uh, I really started freaking out. And Paul, being my teammate, I was running with, t- with Paul. He said, Mom, let's go. Let's get up here. Because we knew we couldn't crawl. We couldn't back climb. We couldn't climb down. So we had to climb up. And he said, take my hand, follow me. It's fine. And when I got to the top, I said, Paul, she's, I'm, you know, I had to take out my emergency chocolate supply. <laughs> I was so traumatized. And he said to me, I was really scared too. And it was, I've always remembered that because I thought, you know, maybe we actually were both the same level of fear, me, a woman, him, man. But I felt comfortable actually expressing it and that helped me. And for him, he was more comfortable not expressing it. So I think it's really about what appearances and how you want to act. I think maybe women maybe act more fearful but you just don't actually know what's going on inside and I think in that example we were both as, both as afraid of falling to our deaths yeah sure yeah it's interesting isn't it and I mean how do we how do we change that though how uh, or perhaps it's not wrong to have that difference but but others would argue that that we need to change this stereotype of, of the weaker woman do you agree I think um I think things like this podcast um and talking about what's going on inside um, really helps. So, for example, I've written two books, um, Mud, Sweat and Tears. I wrote about doing the Wicklow Round, 
which is the equivalent of the Bob Graham Ram, but just done uh, south of Dublin. And I've also written a book called Bump Back and Baby about the experience of um, being pregnant, having kids, and then doing adventure races. And I think people see the end achievement and think, wow, you know, it was kind of fearless to do that. But a lot of the book is really about my own fears and my own inabilities and what I tried to do in order to get over them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the problem is women don't tell their stories. Um, for example, I my that last book, uh, Bump, Back and Baby, it got longlisted for the William Hill Sports Book of the Year. And when I looked at the longlist, there was 15 books. And out of them, two were from women and 13 were from men. Mm-hmm. And I, I went and asked my editor and said, what's going on here? Like, just are women really bad writers or are there no books written by women or do we not just do sport? What is it? And my editor said to me, um, God, if I had women sub- submitting stories about their incredible uh, manuscripts about their incredible stories, I would take them up in a heartbeat, but I just don't get them. It's, it's men writing their stories. And so I think to change the stereotype, you have to be hearing the stories. And I don't think women write the stories. I think they're either too embarrassed to actually write it down and say, ah, it's not a big deal, or they're busy getting on with something else. It's <laughs> mm, interesting, isn't it? So, yeah, that's a lesson for all those women out there with those with those <laughs> stories, and, and I know they're, they're there. We just have to get them to put them down and, um, and submit them to inspire yeah, others. I agree. Mm. Do, do we need more brave and fearless women, though? Have we, have we not got enough? I think there's plenty. I was very, very lucky in that I went this year uh, to the Women's Adventure Expo in Bristol, uh-huh. and the, the 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 room was packed with them, and I hadn't heard of half of them. Actually, I'd heard of maybe one, <laughs> um, and that was Dervla Murphy, and she's in her eighties, and she's written twenty five books. Um, but the rest, no, I hadn't heard of them, and uh, it was great to meet them. But yeah, why why hadn't I? Definitely. I mean, I think it's it. At least say it's about changing. It's about changing our culture and our society and for women to feel justified in, in, in telling their stories on an equal level to men, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I did want to ask you particularly, actually, about running off-road and women because I know many women that had some fear about starting to run and have conquered that fear and are now enjoying you know, wonderful uh, running recreational running and hobbies and, and, and long distance short distances but I know so few that actually will head off road and into the mountains and what do you think it is that stops them to, from doing that and, and what can we do about it? Well it can be simple as you know they just don't know what shoes to buy or especially at this time of the year they just don't know in terms of a head torch it can be just something very very simple and for me, getting going off trail was very much helped by having a buddy. Mm-hmm. That's it's as simple as that. And I, my friend Paul Mahan, another guy called Andrew McCarthy, um, really basically just said, "Here, that's the torch you need. Come on, let's go. These are the shoes. Those, those shoes are rubbish. Get these ones. You're grand. Go." And when I had somebody telling me what to do and telling me, "Come on with them," that was the the simple key to give me the confidence then to go off trail and eventually to go off trail on my own. Mm. Um, I know particularly, you know, when I go to trail races and there's definitely a a noticeable difference in the number of men that are running at those events compared to women. Whereas when I'm going to road races, there's much more of of an equal split. So I guess it's just trying to identify how we can help women to feel confident to get off road. 
Yeah, and I think there's a number of groups I've just come across, like Girls on Hills in Scotland, mm -hmm. and they are specifically designed for women to run, run the roads. Uh, there's another group called Women Run Strong, and based in um, Edinburgh, and their motto is, you're stronger than you think. And every time I think of that, that is just such a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant motto. Mm -hmm. And, and they're women going out, out together, learning from each other, having the crack together, and going off-road together. And I think there are more and more of those movements happening. I think that's so true. And I think women helping other women is, is, is key is key in helping to stop women feeling fear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or not, or to feel it together and, and overcome it is probably a better way of thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm very, quite passionate about it. At the moment, I'm actually doing my Mountain Training Award, uh, which will, and I'm, I'm looking to set up my own um, organisation here over in Northern Ireland to start helping women not just run off-road, but also to navigate and to really get, get off-trail and do mountain running. Because I've just gained so much from it. Um, and I want other women to be able to have that chance too. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I think that navigation skills is, is definitely something that can put people off, certainly, personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go and have some lessons. You're more than welcome. Uh, so so what, what tips and advice would you give Moira to help women embrace their fears and become more confident? Well, as I say, you know, for me, it was being having, having a buddy um, and then to, to just really learn from, you know, and not to be afraid to just ask for help um, and to go along, as you say, to these races. And when you meet somebody at the finish line and they potentially are going out in a run. Um, that's what worked for me. And, and is there somebody that you admire for their courage? Um, when I started mountain running, I remember being very far back in the, uh, whenever in the race rankings, I, I wasn't very good. Um, and there was this girl called Beth McCluskey. And she was just phenomenal. She was just so fast. She was beating all the guys. You know, everyone said she, as they say, they, she chicked all the guys. Mm -hmm. And um, I only got to know her maybe a couple of years ago. And, you know, I held her up as this fearless, incredible woman. And when I met her, she was the most humble, most self-depreciating <laughs> lady I've, I've ever met. And I think, um, uh, and then there's another girl called Roshi McDonald, again, one of Ireland's most formidable um, adventure racing um, team members that she like she did the the uh, world adventure racing championships this five six days um without with minimal sleep around scotland and i just remember her coming across the line and she was just so so strong and i i i was thinking you're just you're just so incredible and again most um humble person who would say oh god i don't know how to mountain bike oh god i make these mistakes oh god and i think that's that, that a lot of people who I actually end up admiring, I think I see the incredible thing, but they just get on with it. And I think um, I would hope to challenge the stereotype that people say, oh, that she's fearless and that's just the way she is. I can't be like her. But actually, if you do approach a lot of these people who you think are fearless, they're just like you and me. And they're just trying to get on with it. And they're battling their own inner demons. That's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's so, so poignant that you... I mean, for example, you, I mean, I read your Mud, Sweat and Tears book and, and thought, wow, she's amazing. She's so brave. I could I could never do that. And and then when I had the pleasure of meeting you, like you say, you're uh, you're you're afraid of lots of things, um, <laughs> which I'm going to ask you about now as well. So we've, we've, you've said water. You've said heights. Um, were you afraid dark. of were you, dark, the dark? Were you afraid of spiders or, or, or not? 
Um, if there's a, a spider between me and the fridge, that spider doesn't stand a chance. Okay. <laughs> um, and are there any are there any other phobias that you that you've got or fears that that, that you've got? You know, uh, and this is why I wrote the book um, Bump, Bike, and Baby. Um, six years ago, um, I was petrified of being pregnant. Okay. And actually, now when I even I think I'm 42 now, and I have two kids, and you know, my husband and I have decided not to have any more. But I still have a huge fear of being pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I think that fear has got to do the fact that once you are pregnant, you have no control over your body. Well, very minimal. Things happen to your body, which you, you're not, you have no, you can't stop Mm -hmm. or, you know, and the baby just grows and it's amazing. It is amazing. But I actually found it quite a terrifying experience. And um, again, this goes back to what I was saying about fearlessness being doing something small for a greater good you know for me pregnant was the fear I had to overcome to have the greater good of having two great kids and um so that fear though now it has passed me it's still it still does haunt me a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um for example I don't have any photographs of me pregnant I refuse to for anybody to take any photographs because I didn't want to be reminded of that fear that I had whilst I was um, uh, pregnant. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what's so so um, important about about your bump bike and baby book is the is the honesty in it. It's painting the real picture of, of how you were how you were feeling and the, the the fears that you did have to overcome through that pregnancy journey and then the journey back into being a mountain runner. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Moira. It's been really interesting to speak to you I know we could carry on for, for, a, for several hours more but uh, we should draw things to a close um, so thank you so much for sharing your, your views on, on fearlessness and it's wonderful to hear your your stories firsthand and thank you very much for joining us no thank you and best of luck with all for to all the fearless women who are listening thank you bye bye 261 Fearless Voices has been brought to you by Bose. If you want to learn more about 261 Fearless, the global women's running network, go to www.261fearless.org.